Kiora Vainantjir from Family Life and welcome to the first episode. This is season one, episode one of the Family Life New Zealand podcast. With me in the studio, Nikki Bray. Good morning, Nikki. Good morning, Vainan. How are you going? I'm very well, thank you. Great. And Steve Hooper. Morning, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, fantastic. Thanks. So, Good. Uh, we'll be bringing you these discussions. Nikki, Steve and I will be talking on relationships, what we could do to strengthen our relationships because ultimately we believe that if people develop relationship skills, their relationships flourish. I want to maybe start out this morning with a bit of a quote which uh, was encouraging for me. I saw the other day someone say, be cautious of reading because reading can seriously damage your ignorance. <laughs> I like that. Nice. <laughs> and so, I mean, maybe growing up, I didn't do as much reading as I probably should have, as my teachers would have wanted me to. But somewhere during my university, as I caught onto this reading thing, and boy, has it changed my life. Mm. I remember the first book that I really that I really read cover to cover was The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho, and uh, it was one of those books that just captured me. And the story was great, but there were so many great life lessons in there, and. From there, I realized, hey, reading is actually really good for you. Mm. And it went from reading story to reading a lot of practical self-help books. And, and that's really changed my life and the way I look at life and relationships. But what we really want to talk about today is the idea that when you're in a relationship, you can actually develop skill to do relationship better. Now, Nikki, you've been involved with family life for Oh gosh. Wow. Must be Ever. started in 19. Thanks, Steve. Started in 1993. Yep. So 27 years. Yeah. I was going to say 25, but 27, that's uh, some time you spent um, mm. doing the work you do. Uh, but tell me a bit about why and how you got involved and, and what this idea of uh, well, really upskilling in your mm. relationship means mm. to you. It, well, it's interesting because we actually did get involved with family life due to that, the desire to upskill. And I vividly remember uh, it was our first year of marriage. We'd been on a six month honeymoon. Andy had won a trip. And so we'd been away when we traveled Europe for six months and we came back and he was a general manager of a um, creative design company. So he was off busy crazy hours, you know, in the corporate yeah. world. And I was working in marketing and promotions. And so we, we kind of went from six months together to then working crazy hours, missing each other, not spending much time together. And I remember sitting down one night in that first year of marriage, and we actually had a conversation around this because we thought, how can we, how can we kind of find each other in the midst of this busy life? And we both looked at our backgrounds and said, we actually need help here. Because I had come from a background where my mother had been divorced a couple of times. I'd been in a children's home for a year growing up. Um, I had lived with guardians who had gotten divorced. And so when I came into marriage, I had no good role models about how to make mm. marriage work. And so I couldn't look back and say, I've seen it done this way, or you can, you know, learn this skill. I knew, I knew nothing. And I was aware of my ignorance. Andy, while he had come from a great family, he had also been divorced himself because he had gotten married when he was in his early 20s. He'd got sick, lost his kidneys, and his wife had actually decided that she couldn't stay with him due to the pressures of living life with dialysis. And so she left him. And so we both came with these backgrounds of broken relationships. So we thought we have got to do something regularly to make sure that our marriage lasts the distance. 
we don't want to be another statistic like what we've yeah. seen. Yeah. Um, and so we said, what are we going to do to make sure that we keep learning how to do marriage and life well? And so we, that's when, <laughs> that was the funny thing. That's what led us to a family life getaway weekend. 27 um, years ago? Yeah. It, wow. it hadn't been going long at all in, in New Zealand. And I'd heard an ad on the radio and I just said to Andy, here, we need to go. This is the first thing we can do as a couple to grow our relationship. And, it, yep. and then we haven't looked back. We went and then God obviously knew that we needed to go all the time because we ended up joining, coming <laughs> on board. And do, we, don't, we don't just do it once a year. We do it many, many times a year. Yep. We have. Yeah. It's interesting because I think many people, um, we never assume a, a child is born with the ability to read and write. Do we? No. <laughs> no, we expect them to learn those skills. Uh, we expect them to learn about maths. We expect them to learn about geography. But somehow, somewhere, our culture has sort of grown up with this assumption that you can either do relationships well or I'm really bad at relationships. But it's interesting that you and Nikki made the conclusion, we need to go and upskill. You mean me and Andy? <laughs> it's a good me, thing. Me, myself and I. <laughs> it's a good thing. You and Andy made the conclusion that uh, we need to go and upskill mm. if we want to make this work. Because sadly, I think a lot of couples, you know, when they hit a wall, they draw the conclusion, maybe I married the wrong person. Mm. Mm. Where in reality, uh, maybe a better conclusion you draw is, hey, maybe it's time for me to go and upskill. That's mm. the conclusion we would draw if we wanted to learn how to build a house or maybe a coffee table <laughs> for starters. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll go and upskill, right? Learn from the master. Yeah, so I, I think this, this idea of we can become better at doing a relationship. Mm, I love just the whole idea of being a lifelong learner. You yeah. know, I love to, I, I, I kind of, I hope that I'm a lifelong learner, not just in, um, as you say, reading or learning new skills, but also in my relationships, in my marriage, in my parenting. I, I want to be a lifelong learner. I, I don't ever want to think I've arrived, I've got there. I think that's the worst thing we can do in our marriages. And I think picking up on that analogy too, Vane, is that's true for most things in life. I, mean, I think of you know, the, the New Zealand national team, the All Blacks. Yep. No one makes it into an All Black team just by deciding one day to turn up and you get picked. You know, they, they get picked because at some stage they've put some time and effort and upskilling into their particular craft, which is rugby, you know, kicking, yeah. running, passing, whatever that sort of thing. And so anything worthwhile does take some time, focused attention. Mm. And we, we often say good marriages don't just happen. Yeah. And it's the same too. Good all blacks don't just happen. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> That's why we're the best in the world. Actually, when you said that, I really liked that. And also this whole idea, as well as doing the practice, you've also got to have the vision. Mm. So it's not, neither one is okay by themselves. You can't just have the vision. You've also got to have that practical input yep. and that commitment to do what, what it takes to yep. get there. But also you, you can do the work, but you've also got to have the vision. They work together. Yeah. And so, yeah. You, you, was it was it Malcolm Gladwell that talked about the ten thousand hour rule? Oh, and, I, I think it was from. Me? It might be from the book uh, Tipping Point. Uh, I might get this completely wrong, but the theory is that any master of the craft have spent uh, at least ten thousand hours practicing before they become a master. I mm. did hear this recently. Mm. Okay, mm. so if it's true for any other skill we pick up um, practically. You know, why is this not in some level uh, or maybe even in a greater level true for relationship? Mm. Mm. 
Yeah, and and I mean, so and, and for, for you, Steve, being with the ministry also for twenty five plus years, um, did you just get up one day and say, "Hey, I need to teach people how to do relationship well"? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's how it happened. Yeah. Okay. Born with the gift. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I remember vividly back when we first got married. Actually, it was before we got married. There's a, a some very good friends of ours. They were counsellors, and they were doing a weekend away with couples who were married sort of for input into their relationship. And we've always sort of thought that was one thing that we wanted to do because we realized that you don't come into marriage with all the skills automatically, you know, you learn them. And so we wanted to be involved in that, but we were at that stage engaged. All the other couples that had been invited to this weekend were married. So we thought, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll wait. You know, we'll wait till they do another one. Well, they never did another one. Oh, dear. <laughs> so we sort of missed that opportunity. But that thought was there right from the beginning. Um, and then someone had been to a family life weekend to remember. And so they shared, hey, why don't you guys go to this? And so we were keen, keen as. And so we went to that first weekend. And I remember sitting there, hearing this material, soaking it up over a weekend in a fantastic environment, a lovely hotel, uh, just the content that we were learning and picking up over the weekend. We went away from that weekend thinking, this is fantastic, not just for us, we realized that we'd had this incredible input into our relationship that could cause us to have a marriage that would go the distance. But we also saw the value of, oh, this is something our country needs to hear. Mm. Because we live in an environment where marriage is hard work and there's plenty of challenges. And we knew people at that stage who had been married similar time to us. We'd been married two years at that point, so, you know, fairly early on. And we had a reasonably good marriage. We'd uh, experienced a little bit of that drift towards isolation, which is natural. We talk about that at the weekend. But we knew people even at that stage in those early years of marriage who hadn't made it even that long. And so we didn't want that to happen to us. And basically got involved straight away. There was an invitation at the weekend back then to help. And uh, as Nikki said, we haven't looked back. It's been a great ministry to be involved in. It's helping people where the rubber hits the road, you know, where you're hammering out life at home Mm -hmm. day by day. And, and you touched on something there because um, most people would think if you go to a weekend for marriage or if you go see a counsellor for your marriage or uh, if you go do something for your marriage, it's because you're struggling, mm. right? That's, <laughs> a lot of people think that's when you go. So, you know, why would I go to a weekend to remember? We're doing fine. But it's interesting that you said you you probably were doing fine. Maybe there was a bit of drift, but did you identify with, hey, we really need help? Or, you know, what, what was it that brought you to Weekend to Remember? Mm. You've picked up on probably, I think, one of the main misconceptions about what marriage events or marriage conferences are. You're right. People think, if I go to that, people will think there's something wrong with me or I don't want anyone to see me because they'll think, well, why are they going to that conference? But I like to think of the idea, and we did have a good relationship. No, we didn't need fixing. <laughs> We certainly had a few things that we knew we could learn and we, we did and we still are. And we'll, do better, right? Exactly. Yeah. But I like to use the analogy of you know, the reason we take our car in for a service is not necessarily because it's broken or it's falling yep. apart. It may be. But the reason we take our car in for a service is because we want it to run smoothly yep. or continue to run smoothly. Mm. You need and that so, waff every six months, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> and so there may be a, little, a couple of little tweaks here and there, not a major overhaul. Sometimes there may be major parts that need replacing that is picked up in a service, but more often than not, it's those little tweaks 
Are we talking body parts or are we talking <laughs> vehicle parts? Oh, be careful here. <laughs> I was thinking vehicle right here. Maybe. Okay. You can okay. think whatever you like. Okay. <laughs> but in terms of marriage, a lot of the couples that do come to our events and our weekends, they have a reasonably good relationship already. Some of them have a great marriage relationship. Yeah. But it's taking something that is already good and making it even better or making it great. Mm-hmm. We also have couples who pretty much where they are in their, their relationship, they do need an engine overhaul or all the wheels aligning, you know, a complete makeover. And that's great and that happens too. And we've seen couples who have come to a weekend who saw no hope of making their relationship last beyond tomorrow, let alone forever. And yet this is 10, 15, 20 years ago, we know couples who have a thriving relationship now mm. because of some of the things they learned mm, back absolutely. then. Yeah, and, and that I think you've picked up on something there, Steve, as well, the difference between being proactive and reactive. Mm. And we want to be proactive. We want to be able to look ahead and say, what can I do to do life better, to do relationships better, to be a better spouse, to love my husband or my wife in a deeper, more meaningful, significant way? How can I be a stronger parent? And the more we can be proactive and go after that, then the better off our relationships will be rather than reacting to what's going on around us. And so I guess that's why we're wanting people to say, look at where I am right now and and how can I choose to do this better? Yeah. And that excites me. It reminds me of someone who recently shared, if I don't make time for health today, Mm. I'm going to have to make time for sickness tomorrow. Mm. And most people have caught on to this fact that regular exercise is important to stay healthy, to have more energy, to Mm. be able to do more. But you don't wake up one day overweight, fat and ugly. (laughs) (laughs) No. It's it's a process. And in in the same way, if you've let your body uh, slip into that condition, you don't wake up one day, uh, decide to exercise for one day and all of a sudden you're fit, Mm. right? There's this whole journey of getting fit. Mm. And then I guess the area that we uh, look at is relationally fit. On a scale of one to 10, 10 being I feel completely connected to my partner and zero being I feel totally disconnected from my partner, where would you rate yourself right now? There's probably room for growth, right? Why not take some time and actively choose to take your relationship to a 10 by learning how to love and relate to one another on a deeper level. Spend one weekend with us and discover the keys to building intimacy, strengthening communication, handling life's pressures, embracing differences, fighting fair and working through conflict constructively and so much more. You'll laugh a lot, you'll rekindle romance, learn new skills and be better equipped to build a relationship that thrives. We can promise you it will be a weekend to remember. You may not reach a 10, but most couples leave on cloud nine. Join us on our next couples retreat. Register today at familylife.nz. familiar with mentoring. It's all about sharing knowledge, skills and personal experiences to guide another person towards reaching their full potential. It's about investing your time and talents to make a positive difference in the life of another. In a nutshell, it's discipleship at its best. Marriage mentoring is exactly the same, except you're doing it as a couple and you're doing it with a couple. At Family Life, we run an outstanding program to train you to be exceptional marriage mentors. We equip you in the art of asking skillful questions, 
which then help younger couples grow together and do marriage well. Become a marriage champion for others and register today for our online training at familylife.nz. What is maybe one of the, the key things? What has been a game changer for, for you in your relationship? One single fact that when I heard this thing, it changed me, not my spouse, but it seemed like my spouse changed because my response to them changed. But ultimately, when I listened to this piece of advice or this encouraging story, I changed one mm. thing. Mm. I think for me, I struggled in expressing myself well, which people find hard to believe because I am a writer. Yeah. But I could write, but communicating it and putting it into actual words, I found more difficult. Andy was a great um, orator. And, you know, kind of like a lawyer, he could really <laughs> kind of hone me on certain things. And I struggled in that and I would get quite defensive. And I think for me, the, the biggest thing was just realizing that I am responsible for my own feelings and it's up to me to communicate them well to Andy and to take the time to learn how to express myself better and that I am responsible for communicating it. And it's yep. not enough for me to turn around and say, well, you didn't understand what I said. You misunderstood. You didn't mm, hear. Mm. It's for me to say, okay, so if he's not understanding, then I need to do a better job of communicating that message to him yep. and learning how to, to do that in a better way. And that's yep. been a, that was a lifelong journey. Yep. And I can say that our communication, I mean, Andy passed away, as you know, two years ago. And mm. I can actually say our communication was amazing when he went to, to heaven. But boy, it took us a long time to get there. We were yep. a work in progress, but yep. I am so glad that we mm. learned how to yep. do it well. Mm. I think Carol Dweck talks about the growth mindset. Yeah. And it sounds like at some stage, the penny dropped for you and saying, hey, I need to learn and grow my skills at communicating. Mm. Can you recall when the penny dropped for you? Oh, it was probably in the middle of an argument or something. <laughs> they tend to be the times when you learn. I don't think specifically when. It wasn't a light bulb moment. I think it was just a realisation that, look, we were never going to ever get divorced. We were always committed to making it work. But um, it was That's sort of the foundation, right? Yeah. Mm. And it was like, but, but okay, do we want to be miserable or do we want to actually, you know, enjoy life? And yep. so I'm responsible for managing myself and expressing myself to Andy, I cannot assume that he just will get it or will know it. And so to pinpoint a moment, not exactly, yeah. but I just remember it being a, a, a game changer. Yeah. What was a game changer for you, Steve? Well, let me take you back to the first year of our marriage. I mean, one of the things we've learned over time is that any two people coming into a relationship, they're going to be different. So we probably didn't realize that at the beginning, but let me take you back to, in the early years of our marriage, I probably wasn't very good. Well, I wasn't very good in terms of communicating. I, I wasn't very good in terms of sharing feelings and emotions and those sort of things. Um, I'm an internal processor. I didn't know this back then. I've sort of picked this up since. Uh, Leanne, my wife, is a very external processor. So she likes to talk things out. I like to think things through. So in our house, in our little flat that we lived in the first year of our life, uh, we'd come across an issue or a challenge. and Leanne would be wanting to solve it, like right now, let, let's talk about this issue, let's thresh mm. out the, everything that we need to talk about. Whereas I'm thinking, oh, I just need some space, I need some time to think about this thing. So what I'd do 
not good uh, advice for anybody out there, but <laughs> what I would do. This is before, what you don't do, right? This is what you don't do. That's right. This, this is, is pre-family life. <laughs> All the what not to do in a relationship. I would actually leave the house and I'd just go for a walk around the block because I just felt like I just need some space. I just need to think. Now, that might have been good for me, but that wasn't particularly good for Leanne because now she's at home wondering where on earth I've gone. And she's still got so these you'd things just to disappear? talk about. <laughs> I would. I would just disappear. I wouldn't say where I'd going. I just, I was, <laughs> I'm gone. Um, and she's wondering, is she coming back? I mean, I was. I wasn't leaving. I, was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew I was coming back, but I hadn't communicated that to her. Yep. So here she is, you know, still wanting to talk. But of course, the issue is now there's no one to talk to because I'm not there. And so in those early years, she, what she would do, and this again, this is not good advice to anybody out there <laughs> listening, is she'd pick up the phone and talk to her mum not because she wanted to sort of wrap me out and say what a horrible person I was and I've left the house again, but she just needed to talk that through. And what we've realized over time, just that knowledge of how I like to think things through and Leanne likes to talk things out has been a huge, huge understanding in our relationship of how better to communicate with one another. She allows me the space and I allow her the time to say, hey, let's talk about this issue now. Let's try and resolve this. So it's just been a really good way of knowing how we approach things differently in communication. Yep. Well, that's mm. fascinating. I think um, if I had to think back on our relationship, it was off to a bumpy start in the, <laughs> <laughs> right in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I met Al Ray and I basically told her I was going to marry her uh, within, well, shortly after we met. <laughs> you told okay, her. Okay. Uh, yeah, I told her. <laughs> We, how did that we, go for you? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Is this another not how not to do it moment? Yeah, well, well, I was on my way to Spain. So oh. I was on my way out of the country. We were back in South Africa back then, obviously. But um, I'm off to Spain and I met her and I'm not, I'm not sticking around, but I told her, hey, I really like you. and uh, I'm coming back to marry you. <laughs> something to that nature. But I guess, you know, we had about a, a two-year journey of actually getting to that point. And that journey included a lot of, well, you could probably say breakups, <laughs> but, but, but I, I think she knew I was quite serious about pursuing this relationship early on. And that's when every time something would pop up and she wouldn't know, do I really want to spend my life with him? There was a lot of uncertainties, but every time that would pop up, she would step away from the relationship, you know, to protect herself mm. uh, and also to protect me in some way as well, because she didn't want to give me any false hope. So early on during that two year period, I made a decision that this is the person I want to choose. And there were many reasons for me to actually walk away from the relationship. But based on that decision, instead of walking away, I would go and think through, hey, well, what did I do to cause this conflict? Or what did I say? Or how can I approach this different? And it was actually during that time that I picked up a book. I remember I was uh, in church one morning in the band playing on stage. And it was during one of our down seasons (laughs) and I just stepped off the stage that morning and I I just silently prayed and asked God do I keep pursuing her do I keep loving her or do I switch off those were the words that I used do I switch off and we remember just walking around the back of the the room and there was a book table on the on the table there was usually about 12 or 15 titles not not many and there would be three stands so each stand would have a different book. But this morning, for some reason, all three stands had the same book. And it was a book by Danny Silk with a little oh. light bulb called oh, yeah. Keep Your Love, love On. Love, yeah. Yeah. 
switching it on, you know, right? Coincidence. <laughs> um, do I switch off? No, keep yeah. it on. So I said, okay. And um, it, it was sort of from that moment that I realized that nothing's really going to change the way I've decided to feel about her. But what did change was the way we interacted and how I got to know her and love her for who she is. We, we're completely different. Um, but I guess I picked up that book and I felt like, because uh, Danny Silk's been doing great work in mm -hmm. this space for years, but I remember mm -hmm. reading that book. Um, it felt like I discovered a treasure chest. Mm -hmm. I mean, years, this guy who has done this work for 20 plus mm -hmm. years, and I can just read these stories and be encouraged and, oh, that's what I did wrong. Oh, oh <laughs> that's where I messed up. And, and, and then I just realized, wait, wait a minute, I can do something to change. So I think that's, that's where it changed for me. And I ended, up, <laughs> I ended up writing a book, which got birthed out of a desire to help people. Um, but I, I didn't really write from experience. I wrote from researching what mm -hmm. others say. And you know, as, I, as I went through the writing process and, and sharing those messages with other people, I would often share the message on a weekend and during that week, I would be confronted with oh, that issue. Yes. <laughs> and, and there's been times when I was so frustrated with Al Ray and I, I would remind myself, Fainan, what would you write about this? <laughs> I would actually go and read what I wrote. And obviously, you know, it was um, looking at the, the, the work that other people did. And I would read that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I messed up. <laughs> I can do something about this. I can change. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm hooked. I'm hooked on, you know, if something's not working, if something, something doesn't fit, then I take the approach of, hey, how do we change this? Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Good yeah. word. Any, I, I think, I think that, that, that's, uh, we can go on, but uh, we can also stop for today. <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts, I guess, on this idea of upskilling in your relationships or what is the encouraging idea that you'd maybe want to leave anyone listening with today? Oh, I think the the encouraging idea that I the big idea that I would leave people is really what our, our key message is, and that is when we develop effective communication skills, relationship skills, then those relationships around us flourish. Yeah, the ones with our our spouse, but also our children as well. I mean, I look back now of having been involved in family life for twenty seven years. And just the, the impact and the rub off on our own kids. And I'm not to say our kids are perfect because no, they're mm. not. No, 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 nobody is. Work in progress. Yeah, eh? always. But, um, but I've looked at them and thought, gee, they're now 25 and 24. And I think they are so much further along than I was when I was that age. And I think we yep. do model those things to our children. So we are always communicating to our kids, whether it's good or whether it's bad. We, we are communicating they're yeah. seeing something mm. and it's that ripe ground if you like to just their fertile soil and so we want to model those we want to plant well we want to model those things well yeah. and it yeah. affects them yeah. as well Leanne and I have often thought you know where would our relationship be right now if we hadn't built it on the foundation that we've learned over 25 years and it's hard to sort of map that trajectory when you don't know yeah, yeah. Um, but I imagine you know we have a much better relationship now each other, with our kids. Uh, we've learned skills in terms of not only in, in marriage relationships, a lot of what we hear at a weekend to remember, sure it's a marriage event, but it, it can help in any relationship mm. in terms of communication, resolving conflict, handling pressure, all of those sort of things are great for any relationship. Yep. And so we've picked up a lot of those things almost vicariously and some things you take for granted. Mm. You just think, oh, everybody knows this. <laughs> Actually, everybody doesn't mm, know yeah. this. And so we're, yeah, we're very grateful that we have had this foundation and we're not perfect. We're still learning. We mm. still make mistakes. Yep. But I'm sure we would have made a whole lot more if we didn't know what we know yeah. today. And so, you know, I can strongly 
advocate anyone who is married or thinking of marriage or in a relationship checking out a weekend to remember. And I don't say that just because I work here. (laughs) You know, I would say that even if I didn't work here, that this is just a a fantastic opportunity for people to come along and have a better relationship, maybe than they ever dreamed, Mm. even if they already have a good relationship, you know, or if they're struggling with some things, which we all are. It's just a great opportunity to learn and build into your future relationship in a far better way. And as you're saying that, Steve, I'm reminded of that quote that we've always used, and that's that the strength of a nation Mm. lies in the homes of its people. We're excited to be able to really encourage people to build those strong homes, those strong families, and they come from building strong relationships because Absolutely. it affects our nation. And it's funny because we've, we've quoted a number of people, but we've also um, said that relationship skills are usually modeled. Mm. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm grateful I had some good relationship skills modeled in my family. And both my parents have been happily and maybe sometimes unhappily married but they've stayed they've <laughs> mm-hmm. stayed together um all this time and they've sort of maybe instilled the value in me of not looking at divorce as an option that was their value mm. and that was where where they came from and i guess that mindset helped me to say well if that's not an option then what other options do i have and so i'm just in love with this idea that you can pick up a book and you can learn and 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 that's maybe my leaving piece that maybe you you're not surrounded with people that have uh, modeled great relationship skills. Mm. Um, That doesn't mean you cannot dive into a book and sort of look at the modeling that the Mm. author gives. Absolutely. That would be a key takeaway. Yeah. 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 And so, so yeah, check us out if you guys um, want to get on this journey. And we're, we're all on this journey. We're learning new things every day. But I think we've committed to the journey of saying, hey, I'm going to upskill. I'm going to do my 10,000 hours. I'm going to become a master at this. Uh, So if you want to join us in the journey, uh, we'll be having more conversations like this, but maybe focused on specific topics uh, in the future. So that's me, Vainant, here from Family Life. Do check us out at familylife.nz. And we hope to see you at a weekend getaway soon. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Family Life New Zealand podcast, where we believe that when people develop their relationship skills, their relationships flourish. If you found this conversation useful and want to help us reach more families, simply rate it, review it, and share it. We'll see you next time.